Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks. From KQED. Good morning. This is the California Report, and I'm Saul Gonzalez in Los Angeles. We begin with some good pandemic news. Hospitalizations for coronavirus patients in California are at their lowest level in six months. That means just over 2,200 COVID patients were hospitalized as of this past Saturday, compared to the peak of nearly 7,200 patients hospitalized in July. And coronavirus patients in intensive care units are now at their second lowest level since the pandemic began. Meantime, the state is easing restrictions to allow up to three households to socialize together outdoors as long as they wear masks and follow other safety precautions to stem the spread of the virus. The state's Health and Human Services Secretary, Dr. Mark Galley, says the new guidelines are a recognition that family and friends will feel the urge to socialize in larger groups as the holiday season nears. And the purpose of the small gatherings guidance is really to not say it's a good idea or appropriate to gather with three families, but to really say more than three households, you really are um, increasing your risk. Health and Human Services Secretary Dr. Mark Galley. And one huge economic blow caused by the pandemic is the continued closure of California's amusement parks like Disneyland and Universal Studios. But across the country, Florida is reopening its parks. So Governor Gavin Newsom says he's sending California officials to Florida to see firsthand how things are going since Disney World and other parks reopened last month. We have supported an effort to actually find out directly Uh, by sending our own team uh, to these sites uh, as it relates to theme parks uh, to get a better sense of what's going on. While uh, we absolutely uh, take people's word uh, for information that they provide us, we want to see things for ourselves. Newsom says the state is also drafting new guidelines for smaller parks and fairs. And let's turn to the 2020 election, which gets weirder and weirder. California's top election official and the state's attorney general are demanding that California's Republican Party remove unauthorized ballot drop-off boxes that have appeared in at least three counties in the state. In partnership with Cap Radio, Scott Rod explains. They cropped up at a church, a gas station, and a few gun stores, claiming to be official drop boxes for voters to submit their ballots. More than a dozen in total across Los Angeles, Orange, and Fresno counties. Speculation swirled about their origin, and then the state Republican Party confirmed they were responsible. California's Secretary of State Alex Padilla has warned county election officials that the boxes are illegal. State Attorney General Javier Becerra indicated at a press conference that the state will consider all legal options if the boxes remain, including criminal charges. We want to protect the sanctity of your vote. You have a right to vote. 
and you have a right to know that your vote will be counted the right way. The state GOP has been vocal on Twitter. The party says the drop boxes are legal under California's ballot collection law, a practice also known as ballot harvesting. The law says voters can allow someone else to return their signed ballot. That includes if an organization holds a ballot casting event where a designated person collects them. Padilla says the GOP is doing something totally different. He argues the law only allows for a voter to hand their ballot to an individual who must then sign it. That is lost through these unofficial ballot drop boxes, let alone the uh, lack of security uh, that is required of official drop boxes. A cease and desist letter gives the Republican Party three days to remove the boxes and return any collected ballots to county election officials. For the California Report, I'm Scott Rod in Sacramento. And more on this controversy. Last night, I talked to Hector Barejas, a spokesperson for the state Republican Party. He says the party makes no apology for what it's done and says it'll continue to use the unofficial ballot drop-off boxes. We will respond to the cease and desist letter, but we will continue our ballot harvesting program. If the Secretary of State would like to provide us what section code or what election code has been violated, we'd love to see it. And we will continue to do our ballot harvesting. And if they've got a problem with it, we'll see them in court. So, Mr. Barajas, if state or county officials seize these unofficial ballot drop-off boxes, what are California Republicans going to do? I mean, keep using them even though they've been told they're illegal? No, of course. We're not going to allow the Secretary of State to go out and suppress the vote and give less options for individuals to turn in their ballots. Look, with COVID-19 right now, I would rather go to a place that I am familiar with, I know, and I trust to, to give my ballot as opposed to having a complete stranger come to my home and take my ballot. That's California GOP spokesman Hector Barajas. Northern California is in for another round of hot, windy weather this week. As KQED's Dan Brecky reports, those conditions mean Pacific Gas and Electric is preparing for another possible round of wildfire safety blackouts. The National Weather Service says critical fire weather conditions are expected in much of the northern half of the state in coming days, with very low humidities and winds gusting up to 50 miles an hour. In response, PG&E says it may begin public safety power shutoffs as early as Wednesday morning in areas stretching from Yosemite to the northern Sierra in the higher elevations of the San Francisco Bay Area and parts of the Santa Cruz Mountains and Big Sur. The blackouts are designed to minimize the danger of electrical lines touching off wildfires and could last in some areas through Friday morning. For the California Report, I'm Dan Brecky. Do you love learning about the San Francisco Bay Area? Its history, its people, its unique blend of cultures? Then you should check out the Bay Curious book. I'm Katrina Schwartz, editor and producer on the Bay Curious podcast, and I'm here to let you know that for the month of May, we've worked out a sweet deal for KQED podcast listeners. Right now, you can get the Bay Curious ebook for $1.99. That's right, $1.99. Just search for Bay Curious wherever you get your ebooks or find the link in our show notes. This offer does expire at the end of the month, though, so you'll want to act on it fast. Happy reading! Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just what we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio. It was always KQED. 
And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support. Support for the California Report comes from Eric and Wendy Schmidt whose philanthropy harnesses the power of people and science to create innovative solutions for a healthy environment, just societies, and opportunities for human achievement. Hint, fruit-infused water in over 25 flavors, no sweeteners, no calories, in stores or delivered from drinkhint.com. Hint, water with a touch of true fruit flavor. And Earth Justice, a national nonprofit law organization fighting for the right to a healthy environment. Earth Justice, because the earth needs a good lawyer. And finally this morning, many seasonal events have been canceled this year because of the pandemic, including the annual pumpkin festival in Half Moon Bay. But the annual giant pumpkin weigh-in was held without spectators yesterday. A horticulture teacher from Minnesota was awarded first prize for his pumpkin, which weighed in at 2,350 pounds. Travis Geiner says he's been growing pumpkins since he was a teenager. He was awarded more than $16,000 for the gourd, which will be featured in the parade later this month. And that is the California Report for Tuesday, October 13th. I'm Saul Gonzalez in L.A. Have a great day. Hi, I'm Sasha Coca, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse Golden State. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey. That's where you go to Sunshine State. But we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of the Bay and beyond with reliable, human-centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast.